0: Hello everyone, this is the first episode of the Scrolls new podcast series. My name is Giorgio Constandi. I am the founder and editor of The Scroll, and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome for our first episode um, freelance digital marketer and content creator and most importantly, the founder of the Women of Cyprus, Seagull. Seagull is an Iranian-Scottish freelance digital marketer who was raised in Cyprus and has uh, lived there since uh, the age of two. Seagull says that she has created the Women of Cyprus to educate, support, empower and promote women and advocate for equality for all beings. So Seagull, first of all, welcome to The Scroll.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad uh, to be part of this.
0: I wanted to start off by talking about um, the Women of Cyprus, uh, which I have been following on social media for a while now. And I think the work that you do is amazing. Could you just explain why did you launch the Women of Cyprus?
1: So basically it all like came into fruition when we got into quarantine and the whole BLM uh, movement re started again because of george floyd and i realized that i have so much so many things basically to like talk about and i have this voice where some people don't have this privilege to have this voice that they can um use to bring change even just like a little bit of change so i was just sitting there and thinking about how how can i help and i am already like in the social media industry and i was like I already have that background. And for me, it's like pretty easy to use that platform and express what I wanted to do for a long time now. But I was just scared. And then I just saw how the people came together for BLM and Black Lives Matter. Um, and I was really inspired by it. And I was like, if I have this privilege and I don't do anything about it, then I won't be like, I'm, I'm not happy.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that we forget the power of social media because it's been around for so long now. Um, you know, our generation grew up with it. So I think that yeah. we forget the way that social media um, can mobilize people. Um, has anything surprised you since launching the Women of Cyprus?
1: So I feel like as women as well, we are taught that we sort of have to like be competitive with each other. And then I've always felt like growing up, in cyprus that women are very like would be not are judgmental of situations and i was afraid of like reaching out to other women and since i've created the woman of cyprus i have been so pleasantly surprised to see how united we can be and how amazing it is when we actually like support each other and empower each other and there's so many people that have felt this way that you know we've been kind of pitted against each other as women but in reality all we wanted was like someone else to like you know create a community for us, I guess, so we could like not be so scared to like voice our opinions or support each other and that that's, that has been a really great um, experience me meeting other women that I never thought that was possible for me to meet if I didn't mm. create this page
0: yeah, yeah, and who do you think is who do you <sighs> This might be a simpli- too simplistic a question, but who do you hold responsible for this notion of women always being pitted against each other and not supporting each other?
1: So, well, it's the patriarchy. Like for me, it's like the most, uh, I talk about the patriarchy all the time and I feel like a lot of people don't grasp exactly what the patriarchy is. And it's like, it's the system that was created thousands of years ago by powerful men. Mm-hmm. And it continues to, like, go on, which for me, that's the thing, like, the patriarchy and its son that I call capitalism is what um, sort of runs the world the way it is.
0: I have read, and I should have remembered the title of the article that I read, but I, I did when I was doing my degree um, yeah. and I was studying uh, uh, queer theory, but also feminist theory. Um, oh. I, I, I came across, oh, I read a lot about how patriarchy sort of knows how to reinvent itself. Can you maybe talk about that?
1: So basically, it's, it's, a, it's a way of manipulating people into thinking that change is happening. But the change is happening in a way where they're like giving some, let's say, freedom. Some like the companies, let's let's take, for example, like how like the month of June is Pride, right? All these corporations that actually all year round fund like uh, all the uh, anti-LGBT politicians, they come in May and they say like, hey, happy Pride, buy our products. We're like queer friendly, but they're not. So this is kind of the way they fakely sort of manipulatively say that, oh, we are supportive, we are we are changing, things are happening. But at the end they come in like, you know, sneakily I don't know how to like completely say it, but like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like that. I feel like they manipulate us in a way that change is happening in any sort of minority or or thing that's happening. But it's really not. They're just giving us the illusion. Mm. That it's kind of happening
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i think that um it's really interesting when you the fact that you mentioned pride month and, and corporations and the way that corporations have sort of um learned to give themselves a rebrand uh since yep. you know uh pride has become more uh politically mainstream pride month um and and i i, I saw i think it was Vo- volkswagen um they came under fire or People sort of caught them out because they have different pages on their uh, uh, social media depending on which country yeah. they are marketing to. Yeah. And for they all from, I think all if not most of their pages, they had they changed their uh, profile picture to display the uh, uh, the LGBTQ plus flag, except yeah. from their except for their profile for their Saudi Arabia page. So it was yeah. just very very interesting. Um, but in terms of when you this this idea of like giving a false sense of, um, liberation and emancipation, what role do you think capitalism plays in terms of, we've spoken about, um, you know, Pride Month, I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, but in terms of female emancipation, um, in the last, you know, in our lifetime, um, how, what role has capitalism played in, in, in giving us a set of false sense of emancipation? Well, I, I, I shouldn't say us, I'm not a woman, but giving women, no. <laughs> a false sense of emancipation.
1: So basically, I feel like because it's so on trend now that like, you know, a lot of women are like being active about like body positivity, uh, again, like about um, freedom of like speech about like, generally having rights that, you know, we didn't have a long time ago. And I feel like a lot of capitalism through its brands, and like a lot of like, beauty brands and a lot of like fashion brands, there are obviously like, Brands that are owned by women, and I'm not saying they're part of that, but like mega corporations again that have these brands use uh women activism and they use like all of these trends, they make it a trend basically. So they will sell you a t-shirt that says like uh women equality or like stuff like that. But if you go and check what the actual corporation is doing, they're so corrupt, they're completely like there might be even white supremacists, I don't know, like, you know, it's like, they're completely corrupt, but like through their brands, again, they do what they're doing with like pride. It's, uh, it's kind of like blindsiding people that, you know, Oh, look at my brand. They, they're like, that's, that's what I feel like.
0: Yeah. I mean, and just to add to what you said, I think there's just so much mm-hmm. ex- exploitation that goes on in these yeah. corporations, um, often exploiting pe- workers of color, um, but uh, oh, yeah. as long as you've got your, you know, girl boss or, or Pride Month uh, brand, uh, uh, like visible for the public, then it's all okay. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I a lot talk- of these brands also. Sorry.
0: No, 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 no. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so a lot of these brands, like they will say that they're sustainable. They will say that you know, all of these good stuff. But then you'll see that their mother corporation is none of those stuff, which means that they're probably none of those stuff. And yeah. again, it comes back to like sustainable fashion but is it really like sustainable fashion or like you know stuff like that yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah. i mean i completely agree um i want to talk now a little bit about cyprus which is where uh, both you and i come from we have slightly different connections to it you you've lived there your, almost your whole life i i was uh, uh, I, i'm a second generation immigrant what's the situation like for women in cyprus i know that's a very open-ended question but um i just wanted to sort of put it out there because we are i think in, in Western nations we have uh, this there is this perception uh that countries in the global south or countries in um the, the the Swana region are in some ways not in the same place as as Western societies when it comes to um certain uh, rights and 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 uh progress. Um yeah. what is what's the situation? You mean you, you've lived there for almost your whole life. What what's it like for women in
1: Cyprus? So basically like this is this is something that um, even when I created my page, a lot of women don't understand what is going on in Cyprus, like behind, either behind closed closed doors or in general, because um, if you talk to like a lot of men, they think that in what women have like the best rights in Cyprus, everything is great, no one's harassed, no one's raped, no one's nothing. And then you start like actually talking to women and getting to know women. And I have never met a woman or talked to a woman online has not been either verbally sexually harassed or assaulted it's like insane that just in cyprus and i'm not talking about like other countries obviously in cyprus i've had so many women reach out to me and talk to me about their experiences which is like horrible and um we are ignorant in cyprus about what goes on in cyprus i feel like the me too if the me too movement ever comes to cyprus and i hope it does um so many things are going to come to the surface that a lot of people will be like, what? I thought that Cyprus was like great for women, which is much better obviously than the like Saudi Arabia, like you mentioned before, like, you know, but then we see America's doing like the abortion thing. They're supposed to be like the progressive ones that have all the women's rights. And then they're like sending people to jail um, Mm -hmm. for not wanting to give birth. So I feel like it's the same with Cyprus. There's so much going on that people don't know about. And yeah, it's safe, but it's safe up to a point. Mm. Like women are still scared to walk home at night. I've been like um, harassed in daytime. So for me, it's like, you just have to know, you need to stop being ignorant about what's happening in your own country.
0: Mm. What do you think? So you mentioned If Me Too ever comes to Cyprus. What do you yeah. think it would take, though, for... Because, you know, as you mentioned a minute ago, we had the Me Too movement in Western nations, but then yeah. we're still seeing things uh, like the uh, abortion... Uh, the, 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 the withdrawing of abortion rights in, 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 in yeah. the US. So what do you think needs to happen in Cyprus in order to bring about um, that, this fundamental change?
1: So basically... I feel like since it came to Greece because when it came to Greece I feel like it was a a little bit of a like a shockwave for us as well in Cyprus because it was literally like next door to us for them it was like a big thing of like oh wow like some of these actors have come to Cyprus some of them might have been you know it's like a huge thing and it's just it keeps moving on in Greece but um for it to come to Cyprus I feel like it needs a bit more a little bit more time a little bit more like because we're such a closed society and it's so small people are scared Mm. and once they have this safe space which we're trying to create like women of cyprus and like other organizations we're trying to like create a safe space we're trying to like um vote for um government officials that are like you know Mm. would help with this because our government is like I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> it's please, not please helpful do. at all. <laughs> um, so our government is basically like men running it and some women, just to shut us up, that there are women in there. Mm. But they're just like, you know... Token. Yeah, yeah. token. Yeah, I was just like, was, I was going to speak in Greek. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you can yeah, they're really literally talk. like
1: tokens. And it's really sad because we want more women that actually represent us in the government and then we don't have that one. I think that that's a big step if actual representation is in the government, in mm. the system, like in the justice system, because again, our justice system is also broken. Wow. And um, it's it's gonna take a, some time, but it will get there. I feel like maybe not like in the, f- in the next few years, but maybe like five to 10 years, mm. which is long, but better late than never. Yeah. Is that the right expression. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah. I think it's interesting what you say. Um. I one of my favourite feminist um writers is called Mona el She's from. Uh, she's mm-hmm. an American Egyptian uh feminist uh writer, okay. and she talks about um uh the idea of foot soldiers that no patriarchal system would be able to uphold itself without. Yeah female foot soldiers so I wanted to ask you what you think about this do you when you when you you mentioned that there are these token female uh, yeah. uh, representatives in the government and in in, in the uh, assembly um yeah. do you think do you think that they are playing a sort of foot soldier role
1: I think so I feel like they obviously because these politicians choose who to put who's like the token woman to put there, which it's, I don't know if they would be kind of trying to help because I feel like some of them do some actions because they have to do some actions towards like the benefit of like human rights and women's rights and stuff. But it's again, how coming back to what we first started saying, it's like, it's the little like little piece of bread that they give you just so you're not like completely hungry and you're like satisfied. That something is happening, but it's not really like to the point that it should be happening.
0: It's like uh, giving crumbs and saying, "Be grateful with that." Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when we talk about Cyprus, the big elephant in the room is the uh, the Cy- What's called what's known as the Cyprus problem. You know, we are way over forty years now, coming up to you know nearly fifty years since the partition of Cyprus. Um, there is still no real um, solution in sight. Solution. um what do you think the links are between gender and the ongoing political stalemate
1: so i think that it's 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 a very important uh, thing that is not helping us find a solution because i feel like both sides um have these um mostly conservative politicians that are trying to like solve this issue and they don't care about what the people want like most of the people that i know personally want a solution and i feel like we are stuck in this um again i feel patriarchy puts these ideas of like war and like men and pride and like our pride they took our country you know it's like i understand it was a massive awful thing that happened 50 years ago But at some point, you need to think about the future and your children and how like our generation and even like the younger generation are like really friends with like the Turkish Cypriots. And like we want to be united. And I feel like if it were more women (laughs) involved, that we would see that we would like be like, okay, it's enough. We don't want war anymore. We don't want the bigger dick to win. <laughs> like, I don't know to it's like, it's like yeah. a competition of like who has a bigger dick and it's like oh yeah well no he didn't stop like stop it Yeah, it's really easy if you think about it we just want unity at least like a lot of us and if you put all these like conditioning behind us that things have to be like a competition and war and all of this stuff I feel like a solution would be so much easier if like there were some actual women leaders <laughs> Because, like, there's a feminist leadership. um, I'm pretty sure, like, you did it probably in your course. Because I just, I did a course on it recently as well. Mm. Feminist leadership is so much different than, like, a patriarchal, patriarch. I can't even say it.
0: Yeah, yeah, patriarchal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Patriarchal (laughs) leadership. And I feel like if we had women leaders that were, that have, that have left the patriarchal leadership behind and started doing, like, the feminist leadership, so many countries would be yeah i think it's better
0: i think it's really interesting what you say because you know i'm now putting my because i also am now doing a a master's in history Um, i'm putting my my history cap on and i'm thinking you know there have been some really uh uh, how should i put this um problematic uh female leaders who have been warmongers i mean i think of
1: uh, Margaret Thatcher?
0: Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the person <laughs> I was thinking of, um, but also um, I, I, the, the, the region that I, I study is, is, is the Balkans, and there were, you know, anyone who's listening who is from the Balkan region, will I, I'm going to say a name and you'll know who this is, uh, Biljana Pravšić, uh, she was a Bosnian Serb uh, political leader who orchestrated genocide against uh, Bosnian Muslims, um, so this idea of I think what you said is really interesting. It's, we, it's needing or, or looking for women who have left behind the patriarchal, yeah. um, uh, uh, we could even say ethno-nationalist um, uh, uh, sort of sphere. Because if you just put any woman in, in, in yeah, one more oh, exactly, no. exactly. Um, so that okay. is,
1: let me just before we end this, I was just want to say like that's the thing, like because like it doesn't mean that if you're a woman you because women are conditioned to misogyny we were women are still conditioned even i feel like i still have to like you know work on work on it every day to like leave behind these conditioned thoughts that i've been taught to feel about certain things in our lives and you have to leave the patriarchal system behind like redo everything for actual change to happen and it doesn't mean i mean a man could be a feminist leader it doesn't mean that it, you have to be like a woman, mm. which is important.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. completely. Or
1: non-binary. Yeah. So I'm
0: absolutely, absolutely, up. absolutely. Yes. Um, okay, final talking point for today. Um, you mentioned earlier on that the Cypriot justice system is broken and does not, yeah. uh, in terms of you know serving and serving um, women and and getting justice for women. Um, one of the recent, very famous, or I should say, infamous uh, scandals in Cyprus that um, only recently really came to a concluding point uh, in yeah. terms of in terms of knowing the truth um, was the, um, uh, the 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 gang rape uh, case. Yeah. Um, The British woman, anyone who's not, who hasn't uh, seen or hasn't been updated on this, the the, the British woman who had accused, um, who who had accused a a group of uh, boys of of having gang raped her, um, she had been then accused herself by the Cypriot authorities of um, uh, uh, having fabricated those claims. Um, And and she, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe she actually signed a confession or confessed that that was um what had happened um yeah and and then we recently found or I should say a few weeks ago a couple of months ago found out that she had been forced to to make that confession by the Cypriot authorities Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole horrific affair
1: so this is what um it's terrible because a lot of like like victims of rape are women that um are forced or not believed and when we say believe all victims we obviously see what's happening and we know that um, these things happen and what happened to her was like horrible and it's something that happens a lot especially with people that have power and money so many victims have been silenced because um, they're not believed they're not taken seriously Um, what were they wearing, why were they there, why did they have sex? And, like, I have a lot of um, women that have, like, reached out to me that have had uh, similar sort of situations of, like, either, like, the revenge porn or, like, just, like, things that happen to them. And they go to the police. And the police don't do anything about it, really. They're just, like, they've had situations where the police have laughed at them. They've had situations where the police were just, like, we don't have enough proof they didn't even like even look into it. And they've had a incident of like, this guy was like indecent and he was like playing with himself. And these women called the police and they were like, Oh, we know this guy just talk to him. And this is just like the baseline. This is like where you go to report. It's not even like where you go to like get justice from. So it's broken from like, from bottom to like yeah, 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 from yeah, foundation. So yeah. like, so people are just scared to come forward. And, like, even with the Amber Johnny situation, like, so many misogynists were, like, so happy that one victim out of, like, everyone was, like, lying. Yeah. And it hurts a lot. It's hurtful to, like, other victims that want to come forward. When that happened with this uh, British girl, it was really heartbreaking because we all knew, like, especially us women, we all knew that she was telling the truth. And then suddenly they forced her into this and it's awful because how can you do that to someone? Like, how could you see someone? And she was gang raped. It was like insane. And just because she was afraid of like what might happen to her, she had to sign this confession because it was the only way like she could just, and it's the same thing with Prince Andrew. Oh, like, God, It's I just have... like, uh, people just with powers, like silence victims and it's awful to see
0: yeah i mean i don't really i can't really add anything to what you've said to be honest with you i agree with everything you said and um again anyone who considers themselves a feminist will when 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 those accusations of, of of you know came out uh that, that the british woman had had, had lied and basically uh, had made everything up we we felt this in, in sort of in the bottom of our stomach we knew yeah. that this was just not right um, and for me I just I'm, I'm in a way I'm of course I'm, I'm relieved that the truth has finally come out yeah. but you just have to ask yourself how much how much mental violence was inflicted onto her um, throughout yeah, this process exactly. um, it's like a double uh, uh, attack you know after the physical yeah. sexual assault you also have then this this really violent um system being imposed on 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 your uh on your mind and i can't imagine what that must be like so um my heart yeah, it's like out double out. trauma exactly exactly yeah re-traumatization well uh that uh, cheerful note brings us to the end of this uh <laughs> first uh, uh, episode seagull thank you so much for giving us your time i'm thrilled that you were uh, our you are our first guest
1: i am so 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 um uh proud and uh, i'm very thankful uh, to be your first uh guest i'm hoping you edit this (laughs) 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 yeah I'm, i'm thankful to be your first guest and um i'm so thankful that men do their work like you're doing the work and i posted this um I forgot her name. I'm going to murder her name. But like, yeah, I posted this woman talking about how feminist men need to do the work and you're doing it. And I'm so proud to see that, you know, men are talking about this too.
0: You can follow uh, the women of Cyprus on Instagram at the women of Cyprus. Please. Please subscribe. <laughs> uh, subscribe. So th- please consider subscribing to our podcast. Uh, we are available on Spotify at the moment. Um, and you can also follow uh, The Scroll uh, on Instagram at The Scroll Online and on Twitter at The Scroll Online for podcast episodes and uh, articles that will be published on our monthly journal. This is The Scroll. I'm Giorgio Consandi. It's been a pleasure.